Hello, beautiful people. Good morning, couples and singles in the house. You are all welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemwahu. Today is Boxing Day. Today is the 26th day of the month of December 2020. God bless you. Well, compliment of the season, we're still basking in the euphoria of um, the Christmas celebration that took place yesterday. And of course, um, it's going to be a week-long celebration leading into the new year. You know what? It just got done on me that um, yesterday was actually the last Friday of the year. All right? I mean, uh, by the next Friday, is going to be New Year. And um, we're so excited. So excited about what God is going to be doing in the coming season. Yeah, you've got to decide which side you're going to be because I know next year, next season is also going to bring pain to a lot of persons. But because we're on the side of the Lord, we will have joy. But hey, there will have to be that responsibility that you will have to take to be on the winning side. Friends, a lot of responsibilities will be demanded on our path to get to be on the right side so that we can have access to the right things. All right, God bless you. Now, for a couple of days now, since we declared the theme for the next season, which of, of course is fruitfulness in abundance, I've been trying to put the cards on the crown, trying to make us understand the different dimensions of fruitfulness and what we need to understand about fruitfulness. Okay, but today I'm just going to switch gear a little bit as I take up a series that will eventually lead us into the very last day and then of course the first day of the year, then I will pray for everybody. And that is mind shift for fruitfulness. We're still talking about fruitfulness, but we just change things up a little bit as we switch gear to developing the mind and then looking at it from the angle of mind shift for fruitfulness. Now, what are we actually talking about here? Um, You know, some of you over the years in your churches, in your various denominations, you have had what word or theme of the year declared and everybody say, oh, amen. And the year will go by and things will still remain the same again. Nothing really changing and nothing new really coming on board. And like those of you who have marital issue, you have challenge here and there. That the what word had been declared doesn't mean it's going to take effect on you or it's going to come to pass. Like I said at the beginning, you have a responsibility to take. But I have discovered that over the years, the problem is not about the declaration. The problem is not even about the acceptance because we easily accept it. Oh, my year of fruitfulness, we just accepted my year of victory, blah, 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 blah. We easily accept it. But the problem is living in it. It's like, I mean, trying to make a lifestyle out of it. Being conscious of it. Being conscious about what is driving you. That's where the problem has always come from over the time. And so we would have to need a mind shift over the way we are expectant about what is coming in, coming on board, ahead of us, coming season, or the way we do things generally. And so today, I'm going to be looking at mind shift in different categories, in different ways. Today, I'm going to be looking at mind shift 
from religion to pragmatic Christianity. All right, that's the first I'm going to be looking at today. Tomorrow I'm going to pick up another one. But I want us to look at the way we go to church. This thing called church, the way we serve God. I want us to look at it. I mean, this has nothing to do with marriage now or personal life. This has to do with everything about you and the way you serve God, the way you go about the things of God. Now, those of you that were on board um, the Behold Conference, you heard me clearly stated things about um, the need to shift away from religiosity into a new way of doing things. If you ask me, I think that has been the major reason why the church has not really taken its rightful place, why there have been so much uh, churches everywhere and uh, they seem to have just been powerless and getting powerless, powerless every day by day. Why? Because there is so much of religion in the church. This was not the church that was in the days of the Acts of the Apostle. Okay? That was much more much more pragmatic. It was much more pragmatic church where people handle things practically. They'll read the word. They'll put it to practice. All right? It's not about what someone told them. It's about what they were willing to explore and see for themselves. Why I'm actually very much interested in sharing this is about the fact that I have never loved religion. I've never. I've never worked with religion. And so those of you that know me very well, you know that this is what has informed my way of looking at things differently, trying to question the orders and the style of our elders in faith who came before us. Because I have never always been comfortable about religion. Religion will stifle the work of salvation and will make us look very redundant and make us look like mere men. I remember those days when we were growing up. We used to say that... Um, uh, professors, those people who are well read, they cannot um, embrace the, what do you call it, uh, pastoral work. They cannot preach the gospel. They cannot be used to preach the gospel. I remember those days, it used to be a certain kind of um, line of thought. So, okay, that's the reason why professors are not carrying the gospel. They're not preaching the gospel because they tend to look at things from the uh, natural knowledge point of view but that someone who carried the gospel is someone who has to be called somebody who has to be anointed and most times the person doesn't have to be a professor the person doesn't have to go to school the person doesn't have to be literate okay just come the way you are god will touch your tongue and then you'll become useful you will start preaching the gospel and and all of that and as i remember those days before the new generation of what we have today if you say you're a pastor it means that you didn't complete your education you know what i mean maybe a dropout or didn't even go to the higher institution a secondary school just oh i had the call of god and all that you will go into ministry and then all of a sudden you'll be very vibrant and you'll be wondering it's like this man went to the high institution and say no no he didn't so really the call of god is upon him but a lot has changed professors now carry gospel and in fact, they use the knowledge of their uh, higher enlightenment to even carry the gospel and do much more. So we're in a different generation. So I find it difficult to understand why a lot of persons are still holding on to the analog way of doing things in the digital world. What I mean by this is still trying to hold on to the religion dimension of the church, whereas they are supposed to embrace the new dimension that has come to the church. 
professors are now pastors. People are highly trained and and uh, versatile in human knowledge and the secular industry. They are carrying the gospel. Okay, so we also need to look at things differently and not follow this dogmatic way of doing things. I think basically that's what is wrong in the church. That's why all through the year, we go through the year over and over again. We are stuck with our uh, denomination and we go through the year over, over, and it still remains the same. We are still faced with the same issues. We are still faced with the same problems. We just go to church as a place where we just go and complain about our problems. Okay, now let me just quickly say this. Beginning from even our mindset about going to the church. Why do people go to church? If you take a statistics and ask 10 people why they go to church, nine of them will tell you they're going to church because they want God to bless them. They want God to give them a new car. They want God to give them promotion. They want God to heal them. They want God to bless them, the fruit of the womb. And nine of them will tell you what they want God to do for them. Now, only one person could say, I'm going to church because I want to go and find out what I can do for God. Now, th- these are two different personalities entirely. And mean, if you understand the basis of creation and why God put man on earth, you will understand that that last person, just, just that one person, is the one that actually understands why he or she is going to church. So we have a population of people in the church, maybe 90, 95, 99% of people in the church who just go to church to just go and complain about um, their problems and they want God to bless them instantaneously. So they stay in the church. When the blessings are not coming in, they become apprehensive. Even with a lot of pastors, that's why you see a lot of pastors getting involved in diabolic practices these days. They want to be famous. They want to have more money because the driving force is about what they can get from the church, not what they can put back into the church. The church is not a place where you get things from. The church is a place where you put things in. That's the, there are two different things. And that's what I'm saying. We have to reorient our mindset and re-engineer the way we look at things from a mindset point of view. You put your gift into the church. You put your gift to serve mankind. There are people that come to the church. You need to use your gift to serve, to, to, to make the difference in your generation. Not... Blessing becomes a byproduct. Those of us that understand the reason why we go to church, we see blessings as byproduct. Let's assume God will say, Oh, there, are, there is no blessing anymore in the church. So when you go to church, God forbid, I mean, God can't turn back on his word. But I'm just assuming, just okay, Angel Gabriel, just go and announce to the people, no blessing again. If you come to church, you won't be blessed. Just uh, know that you are just coming to church. Hey, I'm telling you, a lot of persons will withdraw from the church. Only a few will say, ah, whether there is blessing or not, for the fact that we sleep, we wake up every morning, and we still have this life with us. We are okay. Thank God for the life you've given us. We just want to be in your presence. Only few persons will want to suffer in God's presence. Not because of what they want to get from God, but because they are just comfortable being with God. And how many persons think this way, going to church? Please, I want our wives to share this audio with our husbands. Because I know this is one of the reasons why most of our husbands no longer go to church. Because they just see this religiosity everywhere. And a lot of them are not comfortable. If they try to rise up, to speak up, they will see them as rebels. 
and pastors would nickname them with all manner of names and you know men are much more pragmatic about the way they go about their things so they would just stop going to church but it's not healthy we're talking about bringing um turning or raising our husbands to be pastors in our homes next year we must start saying the truth we must start saying what they have always wanted someone to say and that is what we are beginning to say now in mci the church as it is has become so religious to the very reason why people come to the church to the very reason why you know what they do in the church is all you know covered up in religiosity and so the church has has been denied of its power now let, let me just give you a, a very practical example now you have a medical doctor you have a lawyer you have an accountant these are people they are professionals in the secular world they are doing very well they use their brain very well and they are they are highly placed people in a society there are people that are respected in their field of endeavor now you bring them to the church over the years you indoctrinate them to make them understand that that their secular knowledge is diabolic is devil because it's secular it has to be secondary you don't have to pursue your dreams your career if you're a doctor or rather if you were just a first degree or that you don't have to go further you don't just pray prayer it shall be well with you you are blessed amen now we we, we tell them that you know hard working and becoming successful in their career is no longer needful now over the years these people are no longer driven by that enthusiasm of becoming better in their field of endeavor you know what will happen in the secular place where they work they will have those other secular people people that are even atheists people that don't go to church becoming better than them why they are enhancing what they know they are trying to push the boundaries and go further but when they come to church nobody's encouraging them if you try to go a little bit further just because you are not going to be in church just because you are going to take a break to study for examination pastors will not be comfortable with that they're going to tell you no it is demonic uh, you are doing this uh, you have to no we actually have what we call brain drain we bring people in the church we make them redundant they go back to the secular world they're no longer useful they are not useful and that's why you see and unfortunately look at the gsm we're using look at the telecommunication the digital world the people who invented this who are pushing this industry there are people who are sometimes even atheists people who don't go to church they do this stuff we go buy from them now we we buy their products we're talking about a 5g technology that people have been criticizing now when they come now christians will be the first set of person that will deploy this technology guess what our top rated churches around the world are the ones that will deploy this technology now what happened to the members in the church that they have not been able to encourage to even say okay now you are an it guru can you go a little bit further can you learn further can we bring in an expert into the church to come and teach us how our uh, it unit or people who are interested in it how they can learn better no we won't do that we just go to the church and we keep telling them that the problem is devil devil come and die let's kill some devil and now a man who is supposed to be proactive in his reasoning along his field of endeavor will forget about it because he believes his problem is the devil and so these people will sell this technology to us we will buy this technology we will be under them we will be slave to them 
We can't continue like this. This is religiosity. Look at Dainé. I mean, if we're in the era, in the generation of Dainé, we would have said Dainé is an occultic man. For five dispensations of, is it five now? Three dispensations of kings, Dainé was relevant. He was so relevant in politics. Christians want to go into politics now. We will shout at them. Pastors will even be before. Ah, no, don't go. That politicians are occultic people. If you go now, you'll become occultic. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? If they have set up an occultic system, can the church also set up an agenda over time to correct this? Look at the number of population, or the uh, rather the population of the church we have worldwide. You look at a denomination, you will count the number. Now, if the church has an agenda, we can encourage these people within this denomination to even vote for a particular person as okay this is the person this church is going to encourage to become the local government chairman or the district council chairman or the mayor of this place now the church this is our agenda let's push this person no we won't do that if a man rises up to say i think i have a political ambition the pastor will kill it elders will kill it i mean the wife or the husband the spouse we will say no you want to convert me to an early widow a widower what is wrong with us it is because we believe that these things are demonic but these same people who we think they are cutting people they are the same persons who will get to power and then you see pastors finding not to go and meet them to pray for them and and uh, uh what do you call it um approve of the administration induct the administration during the swearing in ceremony they're going to be there trust me when they are going back they're going to go back with fat envelopes they're going to go back with fat envelopes somebody has got to say the truth then the members in your church who wanted to go there you say no stay back are, are we is this the christianity the christianity that is only just relevant within the four worlds is this the christianity that jesus christ laid down for us where we are societally useless but in the church we are very useful in the four walls during services you see the whole place want to raise up the roof let the same set of persons come out of that four walls get into the secular place on monday from a monday to friday because they are so confused nobody's encouraging them that is why most times just to catch up with the worldly people they will not have to cheat they will not have to bend rules because number one they are not developing themselves they are not aspiring they spend more time within the meetings where you just tell them that the problem is the devil and so because they've always believed that they have to be more in the church even the prayer praying against the devil not learning things that can promote their knowledge about the things they know no we don't learn those things if we bring it up in church that person is a devil when i started this marriage talk you know looking at it from these other dimension there were a lot of persons that are like ah how can you just go into full-time ministry dedicating yourself over to marriage and family ministry a lot of persons were uncomfortable with it but i have discovered that this is the root problem in the church when a man and a woman they are not happy they left the house they came to the church whatever message you preach to them will not enter into their heart momentarily they will be excited but when they leave the church they are going to face the same problem in their house I have taken the bull by the horn 
to teach people, to talk to people about marital and family living. There should be other people who can pick up the administration, talk to people on business and administration. There could be other people, you're a medical doctor, talk to people on uh, what do you call it? Um, a healthy living. How you can use uh, your your knowledge of medicine to make yourself better person. I mean, you see a lot of pastors dying very early because they get to be in the ministry because they have no wisdom in managing their health. They die. Either they have. I saw one within the week. The man looking very healthy. Said the man as pastor. But you know what? The next thing they will say now is it was devil that killed him. It was one wish that killed him. They were. They're going to come up with all manner of things. And could just be high blood pressure or maybe a renal failure or something. And these are things that they could have done better in the church service, bringing a medical doctor. Let him come and talk to the members about health issues, how they can live healthily. No, if we go along that line and say, no, 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 this church is becoming secular. Ah, this church is not firebrand. They are not fighting the devil. Oh, friends, we have got to change this. If we want to be fruitful in 2021, we have got to explore all opportunities within our reach in terms of our viability, mental viability, our uh, intellect, our knowledge, whatever we have, the church has got to deploy it. Wow, this is the way forward. This is the way forward. Do you know what time is gone? I wish I could talk more on this. But I thought I was just going to do one, one episode. But do you know what? I'm going to continue on this. This same church religiosity and pragmatic Christianity. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. But please, I beg us, our wives, let our husbands have access to this audio. Okay? Please. I, I know why I'm saying this because I know a lot of men have been fed up with this kind of style. But hey, somebody has risen up. We are saying something about this. And let us all join our hands together to correct this in the church. Enough of religion. Let us be very pragmatic. And tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about agenda. People in the world, you look at the Muslim community. I mean, look at UK, for instance. 10 years, 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, if anybody would have told you we have that kind of Muslim influence in the UK, you will not believe. But you know what? Most of those top businesses and entrepreneurs in the UK are being owned by Muslims. Why and how are they doing it? They often set agenda. They have an agenda that runs for 5 years, 10 years. They collectively fulfill this. Christians don't have agenda. And at the end of the day, we'll say the devil is our problem. We are our problem. And this is what I'm rising up to say. I'm saying the truth this time around in this generation, hoping that somebody will listen to my voice. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow. You can connect with us via WhatsApp number in case you're having access to this audio for the first time. Uh, WhatsApp number is plus 234-8107126148. Okay, let's do this again tomorrow. Just continue from where we stop here tomorrow. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.